0: Welcome Empowered Empaths to the Power of Healing Your Energy show. This show is all about your unconditional love, your light, your intuition, your soul's purpose. And depression and anxiety are a side effect of not living intuitively, not trusting your gut, the lost connections with your higher self and others. Your soul's purpose is here. hello everyone and welcome this is of course season two episode 26 and i'm christine with 24 karat healing i am your soul purpose mentor and uh this is all about the soul sourced entrepreneur and i i'm you know i read the book i've got tabs all over it i've tried not to highlight and underline things because I would like to gift this book forward to someone. And uh, today I'm excited. I, I'm just, I'm tickled. Basically, I feel like a unicorn, uh, you know, my, my unicorn here. Uh, I have Christine Kane here with me. And when I read, you know, seen the cover of the book, uh, you know, it's, so spoke to me. And I know it's going to speak to so many people here as well. And uh, I'm just going to bring Christine in and I'm going to stop talking here because, you know, (laughs) she is the author of this book. Um, She is an amazing soul. She is a champion for all of us who are looking to, for the soul part of business. And welcome to the show, Christine. Thank you. Thank for being you. Here.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: <laughs> excited to have you. And uh, I always ask, where in the world are you?
1: I'm in Asheville, North Carolina.
0: Yes. Where yes. I've lived
1: for, I guess, wow, 25 years now. 25. Yeah. So I've I- watched a lot of the changes here. <laughs>
0: And um you're the founder of Up Level U. Um, and it's a it's hugely, wildly successful. Um, but it was an evolution from your 15 year career as a singer songwriter. Yeah. It you want to talk a little bit about yourself and sure.
1: Um the for me and it's funny that you uh, I loved your intro for this podcast and it was a real joy to walk walk through that with you because it was part of that that view of the world was what started me playing music and I was I had graduated from college I was in a cubicle job that I was stunned at how bad I hated it and was so unhappy and every time I questioned the world and is this what we're supposed to do? Everyone just seemed to be okay with tolerating a life they didn't really love. And I kept having these dreams of playing music, kept having these dreams. And I finally quit my job and I went and moved to Asheville and started, a, slowly started a career as a songwriter and learned everything I needed to learn and went through a lot of deep healing work on myself because at that time I was suffering from depression. I was bulimic. I had all kinds of stacks against me. And the process of doing that and of building a, a business to support my art taught me everything about healing and about life and about living robustly and clearly and in a healed way. And that Career naturally then evolved into people asking me, "How did you do this? Can I talk with you more after after shows?" I would be backstage tell, talking with people, not about music, but about life and mindset and business, and and that grew into a coaching company that I did not see coming.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's usually how it comes about, mm-hmm. um, you know, where you're in the in the space to. You've learned a few things, and people start seeing your light in, in a way. And what she's, what is she doing over there? So it's a, it's curiosity as well, right? Yeah. And then seeing you grow, so you're like a shining example um, uh, for that as well. So, um, how did how did the book come about? When did that journey start?
1: I had tried to start writing a book about business for a while. And like many of us have gone through the different business strategists and people coaching and, you know, well-meaning. A lot of people telling me I needed to write a book about, you know, strategy and about up level, you know, really, really going for the strategy side of business. But what kept coming up inside of me was the work I was doing with my clients who are mostly solo business owners, very creative, even if they aren't artists, they're healers. And, and I, have some people who are real estate agents and attorneys, but all of them felt a little different (laughs) inside of themselves. And what I realized was that most of the work I was doing with people, in spite of the fact that we were teaching a lot of strategy, was about what I call the soul track of business. So I teach that business has two tracks. One is a strategy track and one is a soul track. And as I started writing the book, what wanted to come out was more about the soul track, which is the energy behind it, the way we manage our energy, the way we flow in our business, the way we make decisions, the way we interpret the things that happen to us. And I find that most people were coming to their business from a really wounded kind of a place. And so this book was written as a service to people who they're like, yeah, I know what I'm supposed to do, but it doesn't feel right or I'm feeling really off or I get scared at rejection or all the little things that everyone's scared to admit about themselves. I just threw it all down in this book and it, it took five years to write, but it came about from that. It was a deeper calling than just what I was quote unquote supposed to write.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And, and every page, I just, I just absorbed it like a sponge. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, yeah and and I don't know, just pretty much what you put in the book is what I was feeling and thinking and and seeing as well. It's like, well, in a way, a telepathy, I mean we talk about that quite a bit on our show, and it's happening more and more. We are highly connected more so than we like to think we are um, and and I and I thank you for for being you know brave you know to to actually um, you know kind of, shift the paradigm the old yeah. paradigm the old model the old thinking the old ways they just can't hold space anymore um and if you're watching this please say hello let us know where you're from as well um marcia is saying welcome miss christine king oh hey marcia <laughs> thank you <laughs> and uh yeah and if you're on the replay and you have any questions Feel free to ask them below as well. We're not going to leave you hanging. So, um, yeah, and and I do get that. And one of the quotes I thought was well, wow, there were so many quotables from Christine. Um, it doesn't matter how creative, chaotic, quick starty, quirky, or sensitive you are; you can have a wildly successful business. Um, and and I guess what you know, everybody has an idea of what success means. What's your version of success. I I really
1: do think it's uh, that ability to wake up and know you're being exactly who you are in your work and being able to obviously make a living, an abundant living Mm -hmm. doing exactly that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that does take some learning of how to, how to navigate all these little terrains because those of us who are, you know, I don't I don't love using the word spiritual because it means so many things to different people. But what I've found is that those of us who have that sensitive creative spiritual side do not always know how to navigate that left brain world of having a business, having a side hustle, whatever it might be, and we we hope that if we're just good people it'll all work out fine and then we end up feeling like martyrs or victims and like things aren't working or worse, we think something's wrong with us. Mm. And my mission with this book was really getting people to be feel like they are finally seen. So it makes me very happy that you highlighted or didn't highlight, (laughs) but marked up your book and felt in some way seen, agreed with, opened up to uh, because that's that's the type of person who is often told you should not have a business, you should not be trying to make money, you don't have it, you just don't have it down.
0: Mm, exactly. that. That's another, you know, way of uh, keeping us uh, small. Yeah. yeah. Mm, and not having a voice where... Uh, you're you're like a champion for for all of us that feel that we don't, or maybe we do. There's like a hint, but we're not sure. And Christine's gonna, you know, take your hand and and kind of guide you and show you how she did it. Yeah, I mean Thank there was. You. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, and I mean, you learned from you learned as you went. And um, I remember the first time I, I seen one of your videos, and I don't even know how I came across it, but it was for your vision boards. Mm. Yeah. So was, was that like the first step of your business? Is that how it started? So when
1: when I was a musician, like I said, people kept coming up to me and asking me, how did you do this? Because I, I do I wasn't on stage talking about any of this. My songs were just, they were songs. And I was in the, the coffee house performing arts circuit. But I'd have these people come up and say, I want to know more about how to follow my dreams. I mm. want to know more about intention. And I feel like a lot of the characters in your songs. And so at one point I just wrote to my list and I said, I'm going to do a retreat here in Asheville, North Carolina, and I'm going to teach everything that I've done. Mm -hmm. And the first time I did it, it filled up. And this was before vision boards were even out in the world. Like this was before even Oprah had talked about vision boards. And I remember the first time I did it, I, I made everybody do a vision board that night and people were looking around going, paste poster boards are you kidding me and then I came back down like I could hear talking that night I was down at three in the morning they were all still there making their vision boards and so I wrote a little ebook about it and it was again before The Secret came out before Oprah started talking about it and that book ended up taking off because it came out right about when uh, vision boards did take off and now we have Finnegan talking to us in the background I don't know he's, if you can hear him but he agree he's yes he, he's a big fan so yeah and so the the uh, I created a program teaching people how to run vision board workshops like sort of like I did and that I, it, it has struck me how many lives have been changed by the that ebook and by that um program it, it's called vision board pro it's not open right now. But it's one of those things that people once they really rally around the power of their own intention, and what they can do, Mm. lives get changed.
0: Yeah, intention. And that's interesting. I mean, I have never done a vision board up until probably right when I saw that video. And <laughs> well I'm glad my video inspired that. That's yes, it cool. did. It nice. did. And it became like my um oh gosh, it was almost like patchwork. You know, I I I put this up, I put that picture up, I put quotes, and it just turned into a whole nother animal and it lasted on my wall for about two years until I decided, okay, you know, like come on, <laughs> it's time to, you know, create something new, right? Mm-hmm. So Um, and when, and now I always ask, you know, what is your word for 2021 Mm -hmm. and mine is intention. It's interesting. You, you bring that word up. So, um, and I, I believe I did post or I did, um, tab off. You have a section in your book about intention. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the book is, um, Interestingly, the the one of the things
1: I realized about business owners is that, especially when they're feeling scared or avoidant or frightened of being seen, or maybe I won't, this won't work, they would sort of stay a little bit separated from their uh, business, and they would kind of hope someone else would come along. And I was coaching one woman in front of our mastermind, and she was angry at her team. And she's like, I just want them to be over there doing all that stuff while I'm over here doing my thing. And I went up to her and and I held her by the shoulders. And I said, I want you to look at where you're facing. You're facing away from your business. And I said, you have to turn and face the business because no matter who you hire, you're going to be the one to be doing this work. And when I really thought about that, I realized she was expressing what so many of my clients have expressed over the years. And I, I created a mantra for my business owners for my, my mastermind is called M club and the mastermind uh, mantra is I'm in. And what I did when I started writing the book was I created a, uh, the framework of the book around I'm in, and so each section is the I'm in becomes an acronym. So the first section, the first I is initiate intention, the second the the M is managing your power or managing your energy. The, the second I is interpreting circumstances because once we set an intention and we're navigating each and every day with managing our own power, we have to learn how to frame the many things that happen to us so that we're not going into our old patterns, old negative mindsets. And then the N at the end is for navigating decisions because as business owners and anybody of us we are constantly making decisions that's what we do we constantly make decisions and choices and all of everything has to anchor back to that first part which is initiating intention because the intention sets everything up for what's going to happen next and a lot of us we think the intention will manifest as a thing manifesting but the intention manifests as opportunities and as challenges, and our job is to really understand how to manage that process and ourselves
0: throughout that process, especially in business. Yeah! Uh, wow! <laughs> yeah, intention and and, and it, that's I I did bookmark that as well. Um, you and you defined it as desire, dreaming, or destiny fused with energy, just like you said, but it it doesn't come neatly packaged typed up we don't even do five I don't even do ah gosh I used to think oh five-year plan like that old model was yeah no you know think about in five years where you are and now it's like it that does not it doesn't register anymore because things are so changing and so shifting rapidly um and while wow, that word pivot as well <laughs> yeah and the or- yeah and yeah the pivot so and you were just asking about intention and and intention is asking what are you creating in your business now and it doesn't demand a quick answer which we tend to do right it asks you to relax and consider what's evolving and really it should be coming from the heart is what i pulled out of all of it Yeah. And it brings to mind what you said about the
1: five-year plan and, and why that always feels so off to, to many of us is how am I going to know? Like intention calls us to become, and we Mm -hmm. don't know what we're becoming and how we're evolving. And so to say, well, in five years, I'm going to be this, I, that to me, it actually limits the power of intention because our mind is now taken over and said it's got to look this way whereas when we're called forward we keep going forward moving with the intention and where it takes us better things evolve
0: more real authentic things evolve definitely not you know goal-based achievement based um you must hit this mark or therefore this will have or this won't happen I, all yeah. those those ideas that, I, would you say keep a lot of people in fear? I'm I'm testing
1: that out inside of me. I think they keep people in should mm. and really out of their authentic self. like they it stops people, from trusting themselves. And it's not to say there aren't people who can do the five-year plan and all that. There's people who are wired up in that way. But there, I, I really think that every single business owner is different every single business is different for every story you've heard of this person doing it this way. There's someone else who did it exactly different. And, you know, you were talking about Oprah before we got on this live and that is somebody who has set goals, but also followed her own energy and really question had some big, you know, what I call self summits where she had to really ask herself, who am I and what am I doing here? And all of us, I think we think of someone like Oprah as well, that's Oprah, but each and every one of us has to honor our work and our service and our soul and our business by c- constantly tuning into who we are and honoring when something doesn't feel right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about the, you know, the gut, checking the gut, trusting the intuition Um, and in your book, you talk about the soul track. I love that (laughs) because I've also heard like stay in your own lane. Is that, that's what I think of stay in your own lane because it's really easy, especially for us sensitives or even, you know, whatever realms we're working in, be very distracted. Mm hmm. Yeah. So the way I define
1: the soul track is that I I teach my entrepreneurial clients that a business, actually a life too, has two tracks. One is the strategy track and the other is the soul track. And what we often believe is the source of success in business is the strategy track, meaning that your sales are the key. Your marketing is the key. Your team is the key, like all of that stuff. And that is very important. I'm not saying it's not a part of business, but where I find when someone is stuck or they're lost or they're spinning their wheels or they're overwhelmed or they can't get past a certain level financially, I usually look to what I call the soul track. And that is the energy of the entrepreneur, the energy, the mindset, the old patterns, the things that say I can't, or the ways that they have sidestepped their own, you know, authenticity or integrity, or the ways they're giving their power over to someone else, whatever it is, we each have this way that we're being called to expand in the work we do in the business we have. And the business teaches us in our soul track, where we need to go next and what we're being called up and out of. Like as you say, Pat, you know, healing your energy. So yeah. much about business is about the way I work with my clients, it's about healing those little energetic wounds that have happened along the way.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially the the worthiness. Mm. Or Very much. You know, you're you're meant to be, oh that the the old one, you're meant to be seen and not heard. So mm-hmm. many times we just hide, right? So, yes, I just coached someone on that today because she sent out,
1: a she's a, she's a professional organizer and she was scared to send out uh, a, an email because she just sent one two weeks ago and, and to, to teach her, she's brilliant and she's funny and she's good at what she does. And she has that old, old fear of stepping up and being seen mm. and, and putting herself, you know. Uh, marketing to me is offering your energy to the world. It's just putting energy out there. That's what it is. And obviously we want to do it well, but that's that thing that stops people of like, oh, everyone's going to tell me to stop or they're not going to like me anymore. And that
0: that fear comes up quite a bit in business. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And thank you for, uh, you know, being there for her so she can (laughs) step into who she, you know, is true to be, like fully Mm -hmm. represent. That's why you're here. We all have a, a contract. Yes. Um, we all have a reason why we're here. We're all unique. <laughs> um, yeah, and you're talking about the eight guidelines for the soul track. So um, it's interesting. It, soft is hard. Like, I had to reread that. I'm like, what do you mean soft is hard? Because usually it's if, if you're soft, that means you're, you're weak. That's yeah. usually what it implies. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, well, it's because the soft... The soft mm. stuff we do. So a lot of people who are sensitive
1: or are creative don't realize how good they are at this thing called marketing. And what I mean by soft is hard, is that all that intuition, all that empathy makes for a very good marketer and all those quote unquote soft skills create hard number results. And we think that it's all about the conversions and the opt-in numbers and the knowing the data. And it's not. The really best marketing that works really well has a whole lot of really great energy woven into it. And it's the same thing. Like, I, I look at marketing as any communication we do, period. And so soft is hard is actually, I'm borrowing a phrase from Tom Peters, um, who's you know, huge strategist, and he said the same thing about companies, about the soft stuff you do in a company makes that company more successful, because everyone's more connected, and they like being there, and they've created a culture and an environment that actually up levels the success of everybody.
0: Mm, yeah, I love that. I, I love that. And and he, he said he believes in, you're talking about Tom Peters, but mm-hmm. he talks about, you know, he's an engineer, so I understand that part, right? The <laughs> left brain believes in numbers. He believes in measurement, but then there's the other 95%, which is the human part. Yeah. <laughs> we have to remember that because a lot of times we forget.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's, I I love when somebody who has that mindset can point to the things that we here, you know, in
0: this community understand already. hmm also, it reminds me of Einstein. I mean, when I was in school, I just thought he was a scientist, mm. right? And now I'm—I've known now I know he is so much more. Oh, yeah, like
1: av- <laughs> Avatar level.
0: I don't even know.
1: The more I know about him, the more I realize, wow,
0: we <laughs> didn't yeah. know anything. Yes, truly. Yes, truly. truly. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I'm just. You know, and we you talk about power. I talk about power, and there is a conversation that you had with yourself when you talked about addiction in regards to your bulimia. That was pretty, um, pretty powerful. Um, and you were, you were in a martyred state. So I guess it, it, with addiction, it doesn't matter what it is. We all have those conversations. Well, what, where I took
1: that, that, that is the uh, opening section of the whole, the whole opening segment of the section called manager power. Mm -hmm. And what I said was that bulimia, my, the addiction I had struggled with was my first business mentor. Mm -hmm. And it's an odd thing to say But what I described was that because I chose to really heal it, I didn't just go get a quick pill to fix it or try to just get on every prescription drug possible. I was forced to really go deep into that addiction the way, you know, the way any good 12 step program will do. Um, But what happened was it taught me everything I needed to know about myself, about commitment, about consistency, about being gentle, about being, you know, just being powerful, not in a kick-ass and take names kind of way, but in a very, very deep and true way. And so in some ways, having to heal something that felt unhealable is what set me up for everything else in in my life at that point.
0: Mm. Yeah, very powerful. I, I actually recommend a lot of people to do 12 step through anything even mm-hmm. if they don't think they have an addiction yeah um, <laughs> well because it's such a powerful process it's like life coaching in and of itself because it
1: it starts to show you how you are managing yourself mm-hmm. and where I think most of I think most of our world is addicted we're just addicted to things that are more culturally acceptable than an eating disorder or you know alcohol or whatever we're addicted to busyness we're addicted to, input, like I said, like in, in the book, I call it input addiction where we can't seem to stuff enough information inside of ourselves or pay attention to all the stuff on the computer as opposed to really looking within.
0: Hmm. Hmm. And that reminds me of, um, uh, you talk about blocks of time. Is it blocks of time Were you block? Yeah. Okay. I maybe, do. maybe talk us through that one. And because you're, you're talking about distractions and addictions, so how does blocks of time work for somebody that, uh, even for myself, get the shiny? I I will. I've got a newsfeed eradicator on all of my social media Yeah, for that, for that very reason. Well, I always tell, like, one of the things that happens a lot with my
1: clients, I've helped a lot of clients write books and create TED Talks and all of the stuff that everybody dreams of doing. And what always comes out of them is that the idea for writing the book was way better than the reality of actually writing the book (laughs) because of what you're describing, which is the, how do I sit down and actually do this thing? And the way I teach my clients to do it is to really block out that time and to really do it in small chunks of time. So it's truly the first time you start in on this practice if you are completely distracted all the time, it's a half hour. And if, you, if you're more advanced, just, it's an hour. And every every little thing gets turned off. And that means all notifications or have a dedicated computer just for that. And you show up and you sit there. This is how I wrote my whole book and every song I wrote. You show up and you sit there for that time, not necessarily that thing getting done. So the song didn't necessarily get done. The chapter doesn't necessarily get done. You block the time and you show up fully even if you just wanna do a million other things and you keep training yourself to do that. And another great practice that I also have in the book is something my very first coach told me to do because I was so, so distracted as a songwriter. He made me, he assigned intentional boredom to me every day for 10 minutes. And intentional boredom is not meditation. It's not anything. You just sit there like, and you be (laughs) bored. Because we've lost the art of being bored in our in our highly distracted world right now, and there's a really beautiful magic that comes with being able to just be with yourself and experience boredom. Because what gets bored is the ego. Mm. Our spirits
0: are not bored. Nice. Yeah. I like that. And and there is something to be said about boredom. I, I mean. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it after the show here. I'm just going to (laughs) sit for 10 minutes and do nothing. It'd be great. (laughs) And then, yeah. And watch what comes through, right. As you're trying to stay bored, it's, it's here. It's the, you got that ticker tape going. It's like, no. Yeah. Anyways, Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you for that. I mean, I want to honor everyone to maybe try 10 minutes of, nothingness or boredom and see what happens and and leave us a comment or send us a note an email i'd love to know what happens with you and maybe we'll meet halfway on that so <laughs> thank you um and then, uh, there's another four flavors of i don't know the breakthrough of the four flavors i thought that was very interesting because for me, it's funny how I I don't want this to be all about me in in a way, but there were a lot of aha moments for me.
1: No, I think it's great and- if
0: it's about you because that's what people are here for you. So they want to hear your your input on it for sure. <laughs> I'm being way too humble. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Every you know that's part of the ego trap as well. Is we have to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. So you talk about the breakdown before the breakthrough of I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's a common one. So um that's in the that is in the section on setting intention or what I call initiating intention. Yeah. And it's the very closeout of it because there are a lot of people who experience just I don't know what if I don't know what I want. And I try to I, I taught in the book the different flavors of what that looks like and what phase you might be at in your life. And one of those phases is what I call the breakdown before the breakthrough. In fact, I I have a podcast called The Soul-Sourced Business and I did an entire episode on this followed by my own story of reinventing myself from music and what it looked like to go from playing music to opening a coaching company. And when my breakdown started to happen and the breakthrough started to happen, but when we are in a full-on I don't know what I want phase, the panic can be enormous. And you used the term figuring it out. And the worst thing we can try to do is figure it out. Because what we're doing when we're figuring out is we're going up into our head. And our head does not have the answers for our soul or for whatever it might be. And so the the breakdown before the breakthrough is that a lot of times things are the very worst, the very most unclear and seemingly the most cloudy and foggy when we are about to move through a breakthrough phase of our life. It's when things are falling apart, things make no sense, we aren't sure who we are or what we want. And the push of the business world especially is a lot of people will just go grab something because that's the most convenient thing to do. And what I encourage my clients to do and what I did myself is really live through that empty Live for a time empty it's one of my one of, one of the things of my favorite rune um, from the rune. I don't know if you draw anything like that or do tarot or anything, but the runes I always loved and live for a time empty is one of the guidances in one of them, and it's it's a key thing to do when things are not working or you don't know.
0: Mm, yeah, and love the runes i I do yes <laughs> and and that thank you for for sharing that i do appreciate it it's a good reminder for myself and yeah Marsha, she's saying that does resonate sit still and do nothing that's her next adventure <laughs> thanks marcia <laughs> she is a busy i mean she's retired um but she she's a busy lady still even being retired so <laughs> I, let me know what happens Marsha. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I, I just love all of that. Um, and I, I, when you were talking, I saw an image of fog, you know, I, and I think of San Francisco cause I've been once and I remember you can't really see the golden gate bridge mm-hmm. and sometimes you can't see it at all. But here's the thing with fog, you know, it's there. Yeah. You just have to be patient for it, the fog to lift. You don't just don't go racing down the road mm-hmm. so that, was a very good segue into what you were talking about. Um, it's just to be still yeah, and not know, but know, which is part of um, the intuition and just knowing that everything is going to work out.
1: Yeah. For me, um, the, when I was a musician, I really got like uh, about five years before I started the company I have now. I knew I was going to stop playing music. I knew I didn't want to do, it just wasn't where my soul was taking me. It wasn't going to be a forever thing. And what we tend to do when we get those little pieces of intuition, when something's not right, or we don't like our job, or we don't like where we are, is we doubt it. We go right Mm -hmm. into, oh, that can't be true. Or, oh, what would you do? You can't do anything. You know, what else are you going to do? This is all you know. And I chose instead of being getting dramatic about it trying to figure it out i simply chose to like acknowledge it and i planted the seed of that intention like this might not be my forever thing let's see what happens and what i tell people to do when they're in that place is really pay attention to what does delight them what opens up their heart where do you know where do they notice certain things and i told a story of there was one point when i was playing a show And a woman came up after the show, and she had her tax documents with her, and she told me she had listened to one of my songs, it's called Right Out of Nowhere, so many times, every morning, every morning, every morning, and it made her take so many risks in her business that she had to pay more in taxes that year because she made so much money from all the great chances she took. And as a musician, I remember like it was funny i signed her cd i sent her off but as i drove on tour after that i sat there and i thought i love i love 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 the fact that something i did made somebody lean in more into their lives and into their business and gain success from that and that was the first little inkling that i wasn't going to be playing music forever and i had a direction like I knew that there was something there in that delight. And so when like just paying attention to that was was one thing. And then another thing that happened was blogging started to like become a thing. Like it was already happening, but it kind of burst around that time, like broke. And I started blogging and it wasn't, I wasn't blogging about music. I was blogging about creativity. I was blogging about mindset. And what was really interesting was I love doing it. And my music sales shot through the roof on iTunes that next like it like month after month after month. And I realized that the fact that I love doing blogging that was new delight. And so what I was watching was over the next five years, all these little things started to point me towards the reinvention that would happen. And what tends to happen with reinvention is everybody says, Oh, you must have known you were doing that, like your five-year plan. <laughs> there was no five-year plan. It was really deep knowing that I'm not happy doing this and I'm not going to be happy doing this forever, but I don't know what to do about it. So what I did was I just kept walking through little doors that opened. I paid attention to the light and I let the next step of my life show itself to me. But most of us, that is a very hard thing to ask somebody to do because there is so much not knowing. I didn't know. I had no idea. So that was my long ramble about not know
0: no I now I remember that that's (laughs) that's amazing I'm like that's an amazing story that's a good thing (laughs) to have um you know change someone's life through a song that led you to a blog that led you to what you're doing now um that's a beautiful journey um it's yeah it's sacred too and um I I just wanted and I was going to mention your podcast. I have listened to a few episodes so I I really love um you know all the information that you share and I find I I get some really good um nuggets you know thank that you. I leave with and thank your you. voice is very soothing too so that's thank that's you helpful <laughs> Yeah,
1: I have I have people tell me they listen to like each episode four times and take notes and and um that's if that provides that service I love it. <laughs> it's a different sort of a business podcast, but it is uh, very much talking about the mindset of having a business.
0: Exactly, exactly. And it and it's fun too. Um I was also on your website and did you want to talk about your there's a you have a new ebook um called The Turbulent Times Guide to Resilience. It's
1: actually not new. I wrote it um, right when the pandemic started and yeah. everybody was looking at how terrified they were. Like it wasn't like the first, I don't know if you remember, like at first everyone was like, oh, we'll be in, you know, be shut in for a month.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: like, I and remember. I, my clients started, you know, going into crisis and we had to shut down all our events because we do live events at Up Level. At least we did. And I wrote that when things were looking very dark for a lot of people. And the my call to everybody with any challenge that arises in your life or in your business or in the world is always to reverse it and turn it into, how might this be calling me to expand?
0: Mm.
1: And That shift is that, that question I kept asking my clients to do, to ask themselves is a game changer for them. It's what made me write that ebook. And I've now watched my clients come up and out and through all of this with, you know, turning their event businesses around, showing up more. A lot of them had to revert to being online and being, making videos on LinkedIn. And a lot of them experienced massive growth. Last year, just from doing those activities and asking themselves that question, like instead of contracting, which most of us do yes. in the face of a challenge, really opening up, opening your heart, expanding, being called.
0: Mm, beautiful, and that and that's on your website, so people can download it. Yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yes. I've left the link there, christinekane.com. So if you guys are interested in that, or just have a look around, maybe check out her podcast as well. So, wow. I, you know what? I'm just amazed, but I don't want to forget we are going to give a copy of Christine Kane's book away, the soul sourced entrepreneur. It may have to be to (laughs) Marsha. She's our sole commenter here. (laughs) She is, she is, but I'm going to leave it open to anybody that is watching on the replay as well. Okay, so and I'm going to leave this open uh, until Friday, because I know it takes time for people to be like, Oh, my goodness, I missed the." I get a lot of comments after people saying they missed the live. It- and it's fine. You can watch the replay. So if you would like a copy of this signed by the beautifully- I will sign it
1: for you. And yes,
0: you tell me your business or
1: whatever it is you struggle with, I will do a custom signing to you and mail it to you myself oh. in a little pink envelope.
0: Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you so much. So comment soul, if you'd like to be you know, to enter to win. uh, And I'll make the draw live on Friday. Okay, guys. And uh, good luck to all of you. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, And I also I just want to maybe talk about you because you know, some of the stuff that you wrote, or that is in the jacket of the book. um, You love to hike, so do I i'm, I'm fact, a very
1: big tree hugger nature girl i love the mountains
0: yeah Ah, me too that that spoke to my heart i'm i'm by the ocean and the mountains so i, I guess, guess i get a little bit of both and uh rescues too many cats and dogs how many <laughs> do you have now i actually i've
1: simplified i'm down to zoe behind me mm-hmm. and finnegan who you heard earlier and both of them are rescues zoe came from uh Facebook comment one of my clients made, Zoe was dumped on a farm outside of Louisville, Kentucky, and I don't even know what made me do it. I wrote and said, I might want her, and and I ended up adopting her, and uh, Finnegan was rescued on a business trip to Austin, Texas, and there's a lot of apparently stray cats in various little colonies in Austin, and he was behind the Airbnb that I was staying at, and uh, he was a little tiny kitten. And Aww. the night before I left, I just plucked him, said a few prayers, and took him off on Delta Airlines back home. And he's been my cat ever since. So I've oh, had a lot to I have a I wrote a song called Four Legs Good, Two Legs Bad, which is on iTunes, by the way. You can go I listen have, to it.
0: have a listen to that. It's,
1: it's probably it was probably my fan's favorite song because I always have the, you know, all the all the crazies would come out for that one. So, and in, in a good way, I mean that people who rescue animals. So um, yeah, I, that's, that's been something I've always done. Nature, animals, and women, my, my three causes.
0: I love that. They, gosh, we have so much more in common than, (laughs) I mean, wow, this is just amazing. And just you talking about nature and animals. Yeah. You just, (laughs) you light up even more. You light up Uh, even more. Oh wow. And Marsha is just saying nothing like a handwritten note. Thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you, Marsha. And thanks for sticking with us today, Marsha. We we love <laughs> and appreciate you very much. <laughs> um now is there anything else you'd like to share with us and uh, like do you have something special going on or
1: No, I just know if if people feel drawn to the book, that is available yes. and um I am on all the social channels. Uh, I think it's at the Christine Kane at Facebook and yes. and Instagram and uh, send me a note. I'm I'm out there like everyone else, but I just wanted to be here to serve today.
0: And thank you doing. so much for, for being here today. It's like, you know, I, I don't, I, I yeah, I'm going to say it's on the bucket list. Like I said, I saw the video. I, I got in touch with you. I got the book. I read the book and here we are. So, that is intention. Thank Meaning you. You saw something that you really spoke to you and you followed your heart. Yeah. And that. it. And I'm <laughs> grateful
1: for that. It's so great to connect with you.
0: It is. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. Even if you're on the replay, thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review my podcast and also Christine's go and have a listen to hers. She has so much wisdom, so much heart. She's full of love and light. And uh, so, like I said, so honored to have her here. I have a few housekeeping issues. Um, issues. Yeah, I guess. I We're always cleaning. We're always... <laughs> anyways, the housekeeping issues. Oh, my goodness. I have a few things to go through, guys. Um, follow me on YouTube. Uh, I've got the March energy update uh, up and running. So if you're curious about what's going on in the world right now, Uh, for the month and um, how you're going to, I guess, navigate through it. I do those every month. So follow me on YouTube for that as well. I do have 2021 and beyond. I do talk about um, 2021 and what we have in store, the age of Aquarius um, and all of that good stuff. And uh, yes, thank you again. And uh, if you have, if you know a guest or, you know, someone who's doing amazing work, please send them my way. Otherwise, I want to wish you guys an amazing week. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you, Christine, for sharing with us your thank beautiful you. energy. It's been an honor for me. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for being here. And please remember healing begins where the ego ends. Take care.